Everybody head for the hills. The demon boredom is coming this way. Run! Run! Oh my god! Hey everybody, what's all the commotion? The demon known as boredom is coming this way, pillaging the land. Run, young one, run! I'm not scared. I've got the power of Scanned Air Podcast on my side. At CannedAirPodcast.com, you can get the scoop on new episodes, watch movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air Video Game Store, Comic Book Store, and Movie Store. You're crazy, kid. I'm out of here. <laughs> you all suffer the wrath of my border. Let me just pull up CannedAirPodcast.com on my mobile device and eat this, boredom! <laughs> He saved us! The boy saved us! Yay! Yay! Thanks to you, we'll never be bored again! Don't thank me, thank CannedAirPodcast.com You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment! So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeffrey Walrus Holcomb. <laughs> <laughs> and returning, our first returning guest to the show is Jenny Wood of Flutter. Thanks for being with us, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so uh, honored to be your first returning guest. I hope I can <laughs> live up to that. It's quite an honor. You should you should uh, feel privileged. I do. Thank um, you so much. <laughs> that was a joke. I was, I was expecting laughter to follow it, but it yeah. didn't follow, so it sounded kind of pretentious. But <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, uh, we got a lot of we got a good show this week. Uh, we're going to be recapping on Free Comic Book Day, which just happened. Uh, maybe talking about the Avengers movie that just came out. Yeah. What else? Uh, <laughs> Golden Girls news. Uh, I can't wait to break on this show. Oh, yes. Uh, looks like Galaxy Quest might be coming to the small screen, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll turn our attention over to Jenny and talk about Flutter, Volume 2, that's uh, currently running on Kickstarter, which you looks like you've already hit your goal, right? Yes, we hit our initial goal on Friday with still, um, now we have eight days to go. So, very exciting. And we just uh, introduced a stretch goal, which involves uh, FUBAR, the zombie history anthology. So, if we... Uh, hit uh, our, our stretch goal of 10,000. We get to add a new story into this uh, mini comic of FUBAR that we're giving all of our backers. Very nice. Bringo. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the stretch goals, too, that people can still help achieve. So, yeah, awesome. We'll talk more about that later. But first, let's get to recaps. Recaps! All right, let's just start with uh, Free Comic Book Day talking. Uh, I know we had a blast what do you guys got everything I wanted this year? Yeah, me too. Mostly because of Jeff, though. <laughs> <laughs> My what baby a- had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jenny? Did you get to experience free comic book day at all? I did not. Every year it falls the same weekend as um, a writer's conference here in Boston called The Muse in the Marketplace. And that writer's conference is hosted by Grub Street, which is the independent writing center that I teach at. So I was doing a seminar there and there was one year, I think two years ago that I tried to do both. So I'm like running back and forth. (laughs) I decided not to do that this year. 
Very cool. There was a lot of good titles out there this year. Yeah. Not as many cosplayers that we saw as we did last year. There was a lot more last year. We saw some cool ones, though. Yeah, the ones that they were really good. Yeah. Uh, well, Beast and Star-Lord stand out. Mm-hmm. They're on, pictures of that are on our Instagram, if anyone wants to see. Those are pretty cool. Uh, there's a cool Jean Grey we saw as well. I don't think I saw her. I think she was walking with Beast. Or maybe oh, no, that was Rogue. Rogue. Yeah, Rogue? yeah she Excuse was really me. cool looking. Yeah, that long cape and everything. That was awesome. But yeah, we got to meet a lot of cool people. Uh, the colorist for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the animated, the cartoon book. Yeah. Uh, Heather Breckell got to meet her. That was like, really yeah. cool. And we got to meet Jeremy Howard, Donatello of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yeah, the newer movies. That was really exciting. That guy gave some good insights on the new movie. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. There's actually a script this time, he said, instead of them doing like Mario Brothers. Oh, my God. He said that was pretty much like three movies at one time they were making. There was, there was no rhyme or reason to it. They just kept reshooting and doing other stuff. You know, when you, when you meet someone like that and you know that movie wasn't as great as we'd hoped it was you don't mm-hmm. ever want to say that to them you want to be like you know oh it was it was great but when they tell you like yeah <laughs> it wasn't great <laughs> it kind of caught me off guard but uh yeah the way he talked the second one's gonna be a lot better yeah. it's like it has uh has purpose the story makes sense we've so. been talking to jim lawson one of the artists that did the turtles for a while yeah. he hated it too <laughs> yeah. and to hear him hate it and then hear an actor that was in it that he even said it wasn't great. Didn't Jim? Funny. Jim even said that first night after he saw it, he couldn't sleep. Yeah, like he was so <laughs> upset about it. I'm excited to see the second one. Yeah. But anyway, well, we can just move right into that. We have some uh, casting for that movie. Stephen Amell, Amell, that plays the arrow, is going to be Casey Jones. Yeah. And there's pictures all over the internet with him wearing his mask. Mask looks pretty badass. Yeah. Missed the long hair for Casey Jones, but yeah, I can get over that. I think. Uh, I'll take it. I don't know. I've just got to see. Again, the mask might make up for the short hair. <laughs> and the fight should be good because his fight in an arrow is pretty good. Yeah. It'll be a lot better. Yeah. I'm really excited. No, wasn't uh, Shredder was cast too, right? Yeah, but I don't know who he is. I want to say he was... I think he was in Walking Dead or something like that before. Maybe I don't remember different. what he was in, but his name was is uh, Brian T. He, oh, he was in The Wolverine. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be playing Shredder. So that's, I mean, it's kind of cool they got a new Shredder. They never really showed Shredder's face in the first one. Just kind nah, of always just, shadowed. Yeah. So it really could be anyone. And maybe that's why they did it. You want to uh, drop the bomb on that last cast edition? Yeah. Baxter Stockman's going to be in the movie. <laughs> Played by good old Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah. Oh, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Medea the Fly. Making mousers. What do you think of all this, Jenny, or do you even care about the turtles? I think it's interesting casting. <laughs> it already sounds like it's you know, the, the second one's going to be better. So yeah. I'm I'm optimistic. As we all are. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Perry, though. It's just <laughs> I can think of a million better people. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, well, I had to read it and wipe, rub my eyes a couple times because I thought I was seeing, you know. Right. Who would yeah. you cast as your perfect Baxter Stockman? I don't know because I don't know Baxter Stockman enough. Like I'm, the only really Baxter Stockman I know is from the '90s cartoon, '80s cartoon. Mm, all the, the little white nerd, yeah. And finding out that he was actually been a black guy before right. was kind of weird for me. Right. So I don't know who I could pick. Jamie Foxx probably. Ooh, Jamie Foxx would be interesting. He yeah. Might be right now. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> 
course, you can't drop f bombs in the turtle movie. <laughs> about you, Jeff? Me, I would probably choose a uh, Sonic or Stefan, Jill White. What was that? Oh, it's Steve Urkel. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Because because he has that voice. Like if you remember the Sonic games, the way he talked or the Sonic shows. Mm-hmm. I could see that as Baxter in a fly form. Oh, okay. Oh, that would work, yeah. Voice, yeah. That I can see, yeah. That's kind of like that in the new animated series, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, it is real high and buzzy. and He gives me the creeps. I don't he like the way the he looks in that yeah. cartoon. Like, the proportions are so off. His head is enormous and his body yeah. is tiny. Same way with Bebop. But anyway, I mean, it, it wasn't de- designed for <laughs> me in my 30s. It was designed for children who probably don't think twice about it. Oh, well, speaking of Bebop and Rocksteady, was it Jeremy Howard said he was going to try to get us in his Bebop and Rocksteady? Oh, yeah. Yep, you're looking at him. Yeah, he said they're going to be filming uh, those parts next week, and they haven't been cast yet. So we're like, oh, right really? here? Right, we can do it. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> He's like, sure. When's for that phone call? <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess there's only one other thing to touch on recaps-wise is the Avengers. I, it, did you not get a chance to see it, Jenny? No. Are and you I, I hate that because I'd love to talk to you about it, but I, I want to hear what you guys think of it. Well, so I don't want to spoil I anything can, uh, for you. Yeah. No, no, come on. Spoilers don't actually bother, bother me. It doesn't take away from it. I mean, I guess I could probably sit here and think of, you know, something in, you know, that I've seen. Something like The Sixth Sense, that if I knew going into it. Oh, right. You know, something like that, where the whole movie is built up around a spoiler. But uh, I don't think nothing that with deep. This. <laughs> I don't think you could ruin this for me, so go ahead. Okay. Well, how much how much Ultron the Ultron story do you know from the original? Um, don't remember that much, so Yeah, I'm not I'm kinda hazy myself. I mean other than yeah. like uh <clears throat> Hank Pym made him and, uh, instead of Iron I just Man. mean like his mentality type if not much. Uh. <laughs> Getting to the point where so much is everything is starting to blur together. It's <laughs> starting to worry. <laughs> It was a good movie. It wasn't nearly as good as the first one. Yeah. I, yeah. Agree. I can agree with that. It was kind of uh, not really a high point in it. It was just yeah, even the whole movie, and then it was over. Just the way they uh, typically lay out climactic points in movies. Yeah. You know, I was expecting the whole Hulkbuster thing to be toward the end of the movie, and it really wasn't. It just was like, boom, right there in my face. And the Hulkbuster fight just seemed to be over. Like the the sneak peek that they released, what was it, a few weeks before the movie opened? That was pretty much a whole fight. That was pretty much the whole fight, right. There's a few extra things, but um, what about you, Jeff? It was hard for me, but it was like they already fought as a team in the first one, but this one where they were struggling to fight as a team Mm -hmm. is what they're trying to play it off as. So the whole part where he was about to say assemble, they didn't want to put it in there. (laughs) Oh, at the very end, end, yeah. 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 The uh, big spoiler. One one was the whole Hawkeye getting his backstory explained because you know the whole first movie he was a bad guy he was brainwashed yeah. so they like definitely had to catch everyone up on his story in this movie so that was all right I mean I just really don't give a shit about it. No, about him you know they went to the old turtle the turtle farm for a little while and hit out (laughs) and then just all of a sudden okay let's go upstate New York yeah they spent the night and and then took off that was it 
Yeah. Um, I mean, they did a little bit of a Black Widow background, which was kind of... Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. We got a little bit of that in uh, Peggy Carter's uh, Agent... Agent... Uh, Pe- Agent uh, Carter. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. TV show. But um, Scarlett Johansson's just... I like her. She's a good actress and stuff. But in this movie, she just kind of bugged me. And I hated how they had the whole lullaby for the Hulk thing yeah. that she would do. And she said the same line twice in the movie. I was like, really? A it? lullaby for the Hulk? Yeah, yeah, she walks, like, after the action's over, she's the one in charge of walking up to him and getting him to shrink back to Bruce Banner. So she starts out by saying, Hey, big guy, sun's getting pretty low. <laughs> uh, yeah, she did say that. I was yeah. like, come on. That was a, that clip, whatever, I was telling you that they somebody made, it was going to be like a an Age of Ultron trailer to get women to be more interested mm-hmm. in it. And that whole scene came up, and she was like, Hey, big guy, the sun's getting pretty low. And then all of a sudden, Taylor's oldest time. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Then there was just that whole scene and the Beauty and the Beast theme music playing in the background. That theme really could have fit in the movie. It, it with worked the... perfectly. It was yeah. so funny. I mean, oh, no. I was thinking about the whole Disney aspect of calming him down. And if I remember correctly, Disney came out with one where the Ultimate Avengers, where they're like, we got to calm down the Hulk, and they throw a box of puppies on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope they don't do that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's lines are just going to, I don't know, kind of cheesy sometimes. She So a lot of her lines reminded me of kind of like the damsel in distress in like a detective's office in like a, a noir setting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they didn't seem very uh, authentic. The little parts that were supposed to make you laugh, like when was it Tony broke in? When he broke into the Hydra place in the beginning and he shot all the little missiles. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it won't be that bad. And then he shot them all and then you hear a guy, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it was so uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. That was in the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I thought somebody behind us did that. <laughs> no, it was, that was really in the movie. And the way Ultron looked was another... Kind of grievance, I guess. I mean, I under like I was telling you, I understand the need to put facial expressions on the character yeah. for the big screen. I don't know, just the the way he looked in the comics was far more terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I thought if they just enhanced that look, maybe you know, he didn't need a moving mouth. I didn't think he didn't need eyeballs. No, exactly. Iron Man doesn't have eyeballs; he just has lights. I don't know. Maybe we're being too harsh on the movie here, but it was good. Don't get me wrong. I'll watch it again. And I'll buy it when it comes out, I'm sure, but uh, maybe we just expected too much. I guess, you know, I have to... I didn't like the way that Ultron looked, but I'm kind of glad that they made him look like that for a movie, though. Because in the comic, he could stare at you and just have his mouth wide open like he's trying to catch a fly. (laughs) I just couldn't see it in a movie. Yeah. Because he just trying to look at the screen, trying to talk, and just was like, ah, ah. Just looking at him, I would crack up. <laughs> yeah. Like this is—it's like watching the Ghost Rider for the first time. I just thought he was going to be a screaming skull. Oh my! Originally, that movie was going to be like three and a half hours long, but they I believe it, it. I believe it. So it, there's parts that it did feel rushed. So maybe they'll come out with like the director's cut. One thing they did right was the vision. Yeah, he yeah. was awesome. Yeah, amazing. That's all I got to say about that. Really, and then the post-credit scene. Well, mid-credit scene. That was awesome. Thanos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> I Forward, wonder, Jenny. <laughs> I wonder what the. Yeah, uh, I'm like, I'm like, come on, tell me, what is it? 
You want to tell mid-credit me? scene. Oh, okay. yeah. At, at the end of the credits, I'm going to tell you, this is for everybody, mm-hmm. Howard yeah. the Duck is part of the Avengers. <laughs> next, <laughs> next. I thought it was ridiculous, but they might, he might bring something to the show. Howard Duck picks up the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Going back to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was it was uh, Thanos. You just see him walk up to the uh, the glove, the gauntlet there, and he puts it on. And he just says, "I guess if you want done some something done right, you got to do it yourself." And then it just goes black. I can't wait to see him. It's going to be sweet. Yep, he's, he's going to tear awesome. some stuff up. Yeah, he is. And if you do watch it, anybody who else is listening, you don't have to wait till the very end of the credits. Oh There's yeah, really nothing there. That's a good spoiler okay. to let up. Don't wait till That's the end of the great credits. Great to know. <laughs> so it is because all those movies are just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Mm-hmm. Don't and you feel like time. such a dumbass when you when nothing happens. <laughs> I heard like, that there was going to be always nothing. has to happen. <laughs> or you, just, you know. Well, yeah, it's their mo. It's always there. Like, why I, wouldn't you wait? This time they didn't do it because they couldn't think anything better than the shawarma scene at the end of the first one. Well, I mean, they could have threw Spider-Man or something. That's what I'm thinking. There was that leaked clip. Or (laughs) at me. Did you see that leaked clip? I didn't get to see it yet. It was was, uh, some fan made it, I guess. But at the very end of the credits roll, you just see a window that you can't see through it. And then it's actually a guy uh, washing the windows. Like a window washer on the outside of the building. Yep. And he takes the first swipe down the, the window where it's clear. You see Avengers Tower. He takes the next one. Then the next one you see over his shoulder sticking to the side of the building is Spider-Man. And he's like, hey, you missed a spot. And then he swings off and that was it. But it, uh, it ended it looked, up being fake. It looked real, though. It looked it like it was shot in a the movie theater. Yep. That's what was crazy about it. Because yep. I was totally believing it. I was like, no, it can't be. It can't be. And then they finally said, nope. Yeah. Oh, well. What do we have next next summer? Civil War? Uh, yep. I can't wait for that. We've still got Fantastic Four and Ant-Man coming up next month and next two months. wonder if Ant-Man will have any after-credit scenes. No, probably. We'll spoil that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on that? Don't go see it in 3D. It doesn't matter. Oh, good point. <laughs> Save yes. a couple bucks. Another thing that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because... Like Guardians of the Galaxy, man, that was perfect in yeah. 3D. The shots when they're, you know, free floating in space, mm-hmm. or when you're looking over all their shoulders, you know, out the front of the ship as it's flying. I mean, you feel like you're there with them. Even all the ships that made the net to keep, yes, What's the Nova, ship? yeah, Nova Shield or whatever. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, but yeah, Ultron don't need 3D. I can't think of a single instance where anything seemed like it was popping out of the screen mm-hmm. other than before the movie started, the whole little thing where it says, turn your cell phone off. And Yeah. <laughs> I think the most 3D effect I got was the Star Wars trailer. Oh, yeah. The very beginning where you see the speeder going across the desert and you see that Death Star Destroyer back there. Oh, my God. That was incredible. Oh, yeah. The magnitude of that thing is yeah. so huge. Theater erupting into applause. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a good. It was neat to see. Anyway, anything else? Nope. That'll do it for recaps. Recap it! And with that, let's move right into the rumor mill. Rumors! Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. Rumors. Did you guys hear that Dark Knight 3, the third installment of the Dark Knight that Frank Miller originally wrote, could be in the works? We talked about that a while ago. 
Did we? Mm-hmm. The, the comic book? Yeah, unless it was maybe a movie. But yeah, that was a while ago. And Frank Miller was sick or something like that, so we weren't sure if he was going to be around. Right. Well, it's kind of still hanging in that uh, area. His health is declining. And so what I've heard is that Frank Miller and Scott Snyder oh, are rumored to work together. Two of the best Batman <laughs> artists there have ever yeah. been. Can you imagine what that book would be like? That would no. be awesome. But yeah, um, because of Frank's health, they said that he would write it, but he wouldn't be illustrating ah. anything. They'd find another illustrator. But you know they'd find someone that would definitely uh, mimic and pay tribute to, to the original. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But um, the rumored plot is uh, it's centered around Carrie Kelly in her elder years, kind of finding herself in the same position as uh, Batman in the first Dark Knight mm-hmm. where she has to find a successor. So I think that could be pretty cool. That's yeah. really yes. far down the timeline. <laughs> That's a book I want to read. Yeah, for sure. I, I can't wait. And I saw like possible release dates were like toward the end of the year, but then I also was seeing that it hadn't even been confirmed. So I don't, I don't know what to believe or what not to believe. It's definitely a rumor. Yeah, for sure a rumor. But let's hope that one actually comes true. I got one about Batman, actually, that I think about it. Lay it on us. The, the series that's going on right now, the uh, Scott Snyder, they're supposed to be ending it. And in the end, uh, I, I don't I don't think it's pro- if it's been proven or not yet, but Batman's going to die in the end, killing the Joker and finally taking out the Joker. Really? Yep. I've been kind of jumping in here and there, and it's been amazing what I've seen. But I've got the first, what, three books? Yeah, to that whole series, the trades for it, so... I need to finish up Endgame. I've been reading that one. That one's been pretty darn good. Um, Yeah, that's all there is on that, though. Let's uh, hope that happens. Uh, One more rumor I have here, and this about knocked me through the floor when I heard this. The Golden Girls (laughs) (laughs) could be coming to your local Lego aisle at the store. Oh, they weren't there when we were there the other day, huh? No, they weren't there. You just found that. It's, well, Brooke had told me, Ah. like, while we were at the store looking at Legos, and I about fell through the floor. But (laughs) I looked it up on my phone, and a, uh, yeah, a fan by the name of, let me see, Sam (laughs) Hatmaker is his last name, Sam Hatmaker, (laughs) um, made this, and he's trying to get supporters and people to to sign petitions to get it made. It looks like it's going to happen, but uh, this this thing was incredible. And I'll, I'll put pictures of this on Twitter and Instagram so you guys can see. But you get uh, all four of the girls, you know, Dorothy, Blanche, Rose, and Sophia. Uh, I believe it also comes with Stanley, Dorothy's ex-husband, <laughs> and uh, even a plastic cheesecake. Not even kidding. There. And there's a kitchen playset too, isn't there? Yeah, it's the Blanche's uh, Saint Ol or not Saint? Was it Saint Olaf? Or that's where Rose was from. Well, what Blanche's house, wherever it resides in Florida, it's the whole living room and the kitchen set. So oh. I mean, it, it looks—it's wow. all one thing. It looks just <laughs> like the show. <laughs> but uh, people on the website were taking the figures and putting them in uh, like famous scenes from the shows. They look really good. Like especially Dorothy, it looks just like Dorothy. <laughs> it's freaking funny. And the Sophia Lego figures, just a little, a little bit shorter. <laughs> So I'm excited for that. I don't think I'm going to buy it, but uh, just to see the Golden Girls in Lego form. Who? who? Not, yeah, what an obscure Lego. <laughs> Let's make Golden Girls. <laughs> Next, I come out with Sanford and Son. <laughs> Welcome back, Cotter Legos. <laughs> Sanford and Son each have a pile of broken Legos in the backyard. <laughs> There's a junk heap. 
<laughs> go get picking up that garbage dummy. <laughs> I'm going to get a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> oh, Red Fox was hilarious. So, yeah, we'll see if that happens. And that'll do it for the rumor mill. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What do you what? got, Jeff? I want to make one up. Well, you can't just say you're going to make one up. Well, well, this is the reason why, is because nobody really talks about this, but in the year of 2018, July 13th, Marvel and Fox is coming out with a movie, and they haven't even said what it was or what it's about, but they just said that it's a Marvel movie and that it's coming out on this time. The rumor I wanted to start was like, I want to say that this is a movie. I have three movies I'm thinking that this could be, and it could be the rumor that starts here. (laughs) You know know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So... I'm thinking it's either going to be either X-Force because of the whole Deadpool thing. Yeah. They may actually bring Deadpool into X-Force, which he really wasn't until uh, recent for the Uncanny X-Force. Yeah. But they may even do that. They have a Maybe it's a Punisher or Howard the Duck. That's what mm. I have to say. I want to just say it out there. I'm Does uh, Fox have the rights to Howard the Duck right now? They have not said. Nobody actually has. It'd have to be someone that uh, a franchise they've already got the rights to. So X-Men. Who did the first one? Was it them? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe after I think it was either eight, four or eight years. If nothing is made like a TV show or anything like that, they have to give it out to anybody to buy. Yeah, because that happened with someone just recently. I can't remember who that was. What for some franchise? I can't remember. Well, Fantastic Four is one of them. Maybe that's what it was. That's yeah. why they jumped up on a new movie all of a sudden. Yeah. Yep. That's the reason why they want to keep that title. That's why they're trying to kill off Fantastic Four, Marvel-wise. Mm. And then once nobody cares about Fantastic Four, the movie, and they have to resell it out after the four or five years, whatever it is, that's when somebody's going to jump in and buy it and then reboot the whole series. I still don't understand Marvel doing that. I mean, okay, we're going to end the Fantastic Four comic series so we're not helping promote them but do you really think that's gonna do anything i mean that's gonna like affect the box office draw for that movie in the slightest i mean if maybe anything, for kids because no toys licensed toys are coming out no toys or anything either no that's whole part of the whole thing marvel taking it away so there's not they're not gonna let them license any toys wow that's that's crappy yep well, what ruins it for me is, like, they say they're going to kill off Fantastic Four, but if you read The Secret Wars, the free comic book day issue, which I know I'm in, I'm in the wrong spot to talk about this, but... <laughs> Shut your mouth, Jeff! <laughs> the Fantastic Four, the newer ones, they all wear the white suit yeah. with the yeah. numbers on it, right? The very first page in that new Secret Wars beginning, there's mm-hmm. a little oh, yeah. girl with the number six on her and her name. She's she's the daughter of she's uh, the daughter. Reed Richards. So it's like you really can't kill off a character if they're bringing it back from the Secret War, so who knows what's going to happen. Well, we'll just get a different, uh, like they said, a different incarnation or something. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Universe stuff. All right, anything else? No, nope, that was me. I'm just going to blab on about it later in the future. Rumor has <laughs> been started. That'll do it for the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. All right, let's turn the table around here and talk some comics. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just going to be talking about, uh, what is this called? All new, all different Avengers. There was the uh, free comic book day book. And it's advertised as a special peek into the future of the new Marvel Universe. So what uh, takes place in this comic here is we're seeing... A few new Avengers, like, uh, what's Mar- Marcus Marvel? 
Marcus Morales. Uh, Miles. Yeah. Miles, excuse me. Miss Marvel, Nova, and I think the female Thor. Yep. As their first day on the job as Avengers. They are after, they're going after the radioactive man who's held up in a warehouse and trying to escape. He shoots a beam up and it sends a civilian flying off a catwalk. And the young Avengers, these new Avengers, they run over to save that person while the radioactive man gets away. And at the end of the comic, you see uh, Captain America, Falcon Captain America, reprimanding, like, what were you thinking? Why did you do that? And after, well, I don't remember what they said, like, we can't let one person die. One person, you know, well, we have to let him go. We can't let that one person perish. And they're like, good, you've passed your test. You know, welcome to the Avengers. Yes. (laughs) And uh, that was pretty much the end of it. And then the back of that book also was uh, The Uncanny Inhumans, which is the new run coming out. Which looks like Medusa's uh, leading the pack. Yeah, I'm not, I've I've been reading the series, and Black Bolt came back, but she was all pissed at him because he left. Mm-hmm. They thought he was dead, but he's not, and he came back, and then he just like was like peace and took <laughs> off. And I, I it's probably about six issues ago. I'm back, and now I'm leaving. <laughs> so it was pretty good. Um, again, just. Uh, I don't even remember exactly what the hell it was about, to be honest with you. Not that it was important. Anyway, that's that was my uh, offering this week. The all-new, all-different Avengers Free Comic Book Day special. All right, who's next? I'll go next. Go next. I got from the Star Wars The Rebels series. They have a comic book series that prequels the whole story of the Rebels called Kanan, The Last Padawan. Oh, nice. And he's... It goes on... It's It starts off... Gives a little bit of history. It takes place before episode four, after episode three, about 13 years after, I think. But it starts off like a regular Rebels series does. They're in their ship flying around, um, talking to their Rebel, uh, whatchamacallit, Informer. Mm-hmm. And when they find out what planet they're going to, Kanan's like, oh, holy crap. And then it falls 13 years prior to where he, him and his... Jedi Master and a bunch of clones in the Clone Wars are going to fight and free a planet. Mm. They end up freeing the planet and they're while they're camping out that night, she's talking to his master, doing a little bit of training, and then all of a sudden one of the the clones gets a a communication sent to him and it's the Emperor saying to start issue sixty six or whatever. I'll order uh order sixty six. Order six two six. Six two six. Something like that, I don't remember. And then yeah, to be continued. To, really? Yeah, I was, it was good. I, he's a, that would be cool to see. Yeah, a different uh, perspective mm-hmm. when that all went down. Six two six. Is that what it was? Is it six two six? I don't remember. I'm gonna look real quick because it, it was six something six. Isn't it sixty six? What is it, no. Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's like, <laughs> she's like, what the hell was I thinking of being on the show? <laughs> what movie is that from? Sixty six. <laughs> Uh, you mean which Star Wars movie are we talking about? Go off of Star Wars. I have no idea. Experiment 626. No, it's 66. Oh, okay. Is it? Damn. Execute order 66. No, that's my bad. I thought yes, it was... my lord. What am I confusing with, Jeff? Well, when you said 626, automatically in my mind, Lilo and Stitch. Experiment I've never 626. seen Lilo. you never seen it? Nuh-uh. Oh, oh man. Watch a stupid movie. <laughs> the artwork in the book's freaking awesome, too. It's better than the Star Wars series. Oh, wow. It looks pretty good. Yeah. I can't wait for the series to come back because Star Wars Rebels is a pretty damn good show. Oh, it's done for the season? Yeah, it's been done for a little while. I think it comes back this fall. Very cool. And if you watched uh, The Clone Wars 
couple people from the Clone Wars are coming in the series now. Mm. It's awesome. Cool. Jeff or Jenny, who's next? You got this, Jenny. I'll go next. Cool. Um, I was just at C2E2 last weekend and uh, had the honor of uh, t- having a table next to um, Enrica Jang, who is her, uh, she owns a small press, runs a small press called Red Stylo Media. They've got a ton of books. Some I brought back with me, and I've just been making my way through them. Um, but the one I want to focus on right now is um, a comic anthology called Killer Queen, and it is based on songs from the band Queen. Oh, my so, God, really? Yeah, so awesome. Like, I took a picture at C2E2 of kissing this book. Like, I would make out with this book anyway. cover. <laughs> And it's a bunch of artists and writers, each taking a song from Queen and just writing an original story out of it. It's just a beautiful looking book. And you can get it at redstylo.com or check it out there. But it's just trying to trying to pick a favorite story right now as I talk to you guys and. Looking back through it, Fat Bottom Girls might be my favorite. I was going to say, is there one for that? (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my God! But what 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 other songs do they uh, have stories for? Um, best friends. I mean, there's just a ton in here. Um, what about like Radio Gaga or Now I'm Here? Princes of the Universe. It's a great story. Somebody to love. Oh. The Invisible Man. Just it's so good. We are the champions, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, just uh, I'm in love with my car. Oh man. It's a great, great anthology. And this year, Red Stylo Media is doing a anthology on the 27 Club. So all the musicians who died at the age of 27 oh, will man. get some stories based on a song of theirs. And I'm going to have a story in that anthology. Um, I believe I can I can say at this point uh, I'm writing on about Amy Winehouse. So and I love oh, her. Wow. So really hard though when you really love someone or a subject to, to write about it because you you know you want to you want to do it justice mm-hmm. right you know amy winehouse was uh something else like when she was going on all of her binges or whatever it was hard to like her but after she passed away i listened to some of her music and she was really freaking yeah. good yep. like really good there's a bbc session cd out there that i really recommend to people great yep. album there's a type yeah, of music got, that hadn't been around for a long time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Before she went kind of downhill, I got a chance to see her live here in Boston. Wow. And just so, and I actually had tickets to a month or two later to go see her in Chicago. I was going to, I mean, I went to school in Chicago. That's where my friends are. So I like going there anyway, but I was going there to see her and that show got canceled because she started going downhill. And it, I just, I love that I got a chance to see her and it was a great show. That's amazing. Yeah, hold on to that for sure. Yeah. I'm going to have to definitely look at this book. I'm a huge Queen fan. <laughs> Love Queen. It's called Killer Queen, and you can get it at Red Stylo Media, redstylo.com. What a great idea. Awesome. I will be looking into that. Heck yeah. All right. Down Jeffrey? To me. Well, sadly... You have free I comics did. this week. Well, I did. That's the thing. I I read them the day I got them, which was awesome because I had to take care of the kid, but... I'm trying to remember like what I did read because I read two comics that day, which was actually one of them was the T- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle free comic, mm. which I thought was kind of cool because at first I didn't know it was going to be 
the aftermath after what happened to Donatello. Right. And I, only, I haven't followed up with that series. I only know through you, which mm-hmm. is actually very informative. Thank you for letting me know what happened to him. <laughs> You're quite welcome, sir. Because <laughs> the first few uh, pieces of it actually shows Master Splinter mm-hmm. talking about like the past. So I just assumed that was just like a gateway to get people to read the comic, but it was actually leading up to him getting to the point where he's next to Donatello's bed. Right. You know, and then it just kind of moves on into the story. And I was just kind of shocked. I was like, I thought this was just, you know, random free comic to get you get to get you excited. We thought it was <laughs> just background, background, well, not background, but uh, like a clip show of a clip, comic. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we downloaded the, the preview for it. Jeremy's like, yeah, this is just old stuff. And it was those first few pages. Just remembering all they've been through, through the whole event of the series. But uh, yeah, we're closing. Well, we got what? Five more issues left of mm-hmm. the series. It'll wrap up in October, I think. Continue. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. Um, well, I mean, that was all my take on the TN or the Turtles, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I also read uh, the Secret Wars, which mm-hmm. I was mentioning earlier, right? Uh, where they're preparing because another planet's coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they see it coming, they just don't know anything about it. And which was even more crazier about that comic because I won't go into any more detail on that one because. I'm still a little confused on it myself. <laughs> I have to actually read it a second time. I usually do that with comics. What's really weird to me was like they had the Attack on Titans versus Marvel Universe oh, yeah. the back. And That's I loved awesome. the way it looked. But I was cracking up mostly because of the Hulk. He was just con- constantly screaming out that he was the strongest when he was fighting the Titan. <laughs> he was like slapping down one Titan. And when he finally took down one, another one popped up. <laughs> That's where it kind of ended. I was like, man, I got to read more if they have it. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was uh, very surprising. It took me a, a second to realize what was going on. It's like, why is Attack on Titan in a Marvel book? <laughs> <clears throat> the Secret War book you were talking about, though, was pretty cool. I mean, it was just them weighing their options and saying, you know, we've got a lifeboat. It's only going to fit so many people. And they start arguing, is that's your solution? And pretty much this is, it's Reed, Reed Daughter's, excuse me, Reed Richard's daughter. Yeah. I don't remember her name. But saying that's about the only option we have at this point. It's not looking very good. So, and it was just strange to see like the one boy. Like what it caught me off guard was there was a kid in the background and he had a number fifteen on his shirt. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's probably their son. Had, they've got a son and daughter. Yeah, there was a bunch of just different colored like jumpsuits with different numbers on the chest. I didn't. I have no idea. I don't follow that, so I have no idea what's happening there. But. Uh, that's what I was saying. I, yeah. I had to read a second time to figure out what the hell is going on. They're just preparing for their impending doom. Yeah. Did you guys get that Divergence comic, the DC one? I did. I just haven't read it yet. I flipped through it. That's the uh, the T-shirt and jeans Superman and the Batman with the mecha suit. Really? Yeah. The Batman suit looks stupid. <laughs> Not that Superman looks awesome in his garage clothes, but... It looks like a uh, like a Levi's commercial or something. <laughs> Tom Hilfinger. <laughs> like he should be like uh, working on a truck, wiping the sweat off his brow. <laughs> Levi jeans. Anyway, anything else? Uh, that's as much as I'll bring right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for comic talk. And with that, let's just move right into real world heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? This week we have Toya Graham, and if you've been watching the news lately about the whole Baltimore riots, you'll probably know who she is. And what has Toya done to deserve a spot on our wall of justice? She's, it looks like on the, online she's being voted for Mother of the Year. Really? For what she has done. What'd she do? Her son told her that the night before all the violence, uh, 
in the mall in Baltimore, something was going on. And she told him not to go there, and he said he wouldn't. So the next day, uh, she kind of had her mother's spidey sense go off. And she heard that school got out early and the mall closed early that day because of the riots. So she decided to go to the mall and saw a bunch of kids throwing bricks and stuff. Ended up realizing that one of them was hers and started yelling at him and ran over, grabbed him, started slapping him. <laughs> you know, I think I've seen this video. Saying not to, you know, you weren't brought up like this. You better right. quit it and stuff. I'm getting smacked around by his mama. <laughs> I guess he got embarrassed a little bit, but not a lot. Just because he knows where she was coming from. And You're out there being all hardcore, breaking windows yeah. at the store, stealing stuff. And your mom comes home, pulls you home by your ear. <laughs> Well, yeah, good parenting. Parenting win, I guess, right there. Yeah, for sure. One less rider. Hey, it's got to help, right? Yep. And for that, Toya, you have found a spot on a wall of justice. In the hall of heroes. So thank you for stopping your out-of-control son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kind of reminds me of that video that we were watching with that, that dad that was cracking on his son with the droopy pants. Oh, my God. That pull was that fun. Pull that stuff up. You look <laughs> stupid. He's like, <laughs> then he said, pull your pants. He was wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. But then he had them, like, under his rear end. So <laughs> yeah. He's like, pull them all the way up. Now try to bend over and touch your toes. Squat. Do it. Do it. <laughs> and he couldn't do it. It was so funny. I know that didn't hurt your nuts. <laughs> you should put that on the website or something. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, man. Parenting win. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Let's move into our stories here quick, and then we'll turn over to Jenny Wood and talk more about the Kickstarter for Flutter Volume 2. Uh, Galaxy Quest TV show, Jack. Yeah, Paramount TV <clears throat> is developing a TV series remake of the movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Not, that's really about all there is on it. Um, they said the movie would be reshaped into a TV series with many of the film's original headers. So I really? Know, I don't know how they're going to get... So I wonder, because in the movie, it was aliens came to Earth seeking out the cast of a, yeah, like a they Star used to Trek watch kind it. of show. They watched that and thought it was real life in right. outer space, so they came to recruit them. Yeah. So is the show they're making supposed to be that show, or is the, I wonder if the show is going to be like a continuation of the movie, like actual events? I don't know. I just don't think Sigourney Weaver will be able to run around with that awesome cleavage in this on the TV series. Uh, She could probably pull it off. Think so? Oh, yeah. She could be a cougar. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much so long ago. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen her in a while. God, I I don't know where I remember the song, too, of the show. Do you? Yeah. I'll put it in here. There you go. Okay. I don't remember. I just remember the alien people were hilarious. I remember they're coming. I love it when they all teleported in and they're all shaking, and all of a sudden the tentacle monsters come through, like the aliens, and they're just like, they're like shaking, like, what the hell's going to happen? And then Tony Shalhoub comes in. He's like, whoa. He's just all calm and sedate the whole time. I'll have to watch that movie again. Holy it's been a crap. long time. I have to go watch it now again. Now. What about you, Jenny? Galaxy Quest fan? No, but I'm trying to. I, I just recently saw Sigourney Weaver in something that was that was filmed like in the last five years, and and she looked fine. Like I, I'm I'm picturing her running around. 
That's that's what you guys have started now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, not a bad image to have in your head. How long ago was Avatar? I was hitting what ten years maybe. No. Not oh that no, two thousand eight, nine, something like that. I yeah, think it still looked alright. Tell then. me that hasn't been ten years ago already. Yeah, uh, no. I, oh, I wow. Yeah, I'm getting way too old. That would have been two thousand five. So. Yeah, I don't think it was that long ago. Yeah, I think she's. Uh, I think she could still do a running scene with her cleavage out and uh, get results. <laughs> she's forever, you know, Ripley in my mind. Yeah. So yeah. It's hard to even, you know, that's. I see her, and that's where my mind goes. Tank so top and panties. It's not bad <laughs> You know who else uh, I think could hold her own with her in her later years is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Remember the the True Lies dance oh, scene? God, yeah. God. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, and then later on, I remember like in the 90s, she was on the Drew Carey show for a short while as his girlfriend, and she looked really good on that show. Did she? I don't remember. It's hard to picture her nowadays kind of as a sex figure because she's doing all those activity <laughs> commercials and <laughs> talking about pumping yeah, fiber into your body. Right there. Uh, <laughs> you know, who, else, who else? Susan Sarandon. Oh, she's yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I don't know. If, if Jamie Lee Curtis would just maybe or pop the top button on her blouse when trying to sell me the fiber yogurt or whatever it is, then <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh. We'll all be eating that yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's Activia yogurt. at your local grocery store. Activia Greek, like no other Greek yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, you owe us some money, Activia. <laughs> all right. Anyway, moving on. Alan Rickman was in Galaxy Quest. I don't think he'll do a TV series. Wonder if he'd do Activia. <laughs> <laughs> can you give Can you give us a, a glimpse into what that would sound like? I don't know. I'm Alan Rickman, and I <laughs> eat Activia. It keeps me regular. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh no. <laughs> so Galaxy Quest coming to a TV near you. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Probably Netflix. Oh, <laughs> probably Netflix. Well, it seems to be the thing to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, next thing I've got here, I couldn't believe when I found this. Uh, there's a sequel to Joe Dirt in the uh, what? in the works. Yeah. How the hell? Like, it was uh, the, the first one was in like 2001, so mm -hmm. it's like sometime later. But uh, yeah, it's written by David Spade, and it's not even going to be in like movie theaters. I don't think it's going to oh. premiere on. Uh, on Crackle? Is that what it's called? Uh, oh, Lord. Yeah. That's so, weird. you know, it's going to be a pretty low it's budget. It's going to be just like uh, Ace Ventura Jr. <laughs> oh. Uh, ouch. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's supposed to release July 16th, so that's coming right up. But it's called Joe Dirt 2 Beautiful Loser. So I guess it's supposed to take place all these years later where he's... Uh, after he got the girl at the end and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but well, something comes along and is threatening his home life. So, oh, geez. Kid Rock again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kid Rock went and found himself a career yeah. <laughs> where David Spade's still clawing. Yeah. <laughs> David Spade was at his funniest with Chris Farley at his side. Yeah, I think he knows it too. Yeah, because once Chris Farley uh, passed away, he just kind of stepped into the back shadows and did his TV show where he was the. Secretary. Oh, oh yeah. uh, just shoot me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I enjoyed that show. I didn't yeah. enjoy his character, but that was a good show. Then he also, um, didn't he stand in when John Ritter died on, uh, what was it, The Eight Rules of Dating My Daughter or something like that? I don't know about that. 
That's how well he did. None of us remember <laughs> much about it. I'm, I'm trying for the life of me trying to remember the last thing he did. Like he did this. He did something. I just saw he him was in the Grown Ups uh, movies. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's what it was probably. And he was on the uh, SNL 40th anniversary. Yeah. It was about the last time I saw him. That one skit that yeah, the only thing they could put him in. Bull by, bull by. He did more than Eddie one Murphy of the did. Awkward moments of that evening. Like, Tell me uh, about yeah. it. That whole uh, yeah. night was weird. Oh yeah. It, yeah. More than anything was Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. You're going to come all the way there, come out on stage, and that... I don't know. He, like, said some little speech about how it was one of the, some of the greatest times of his life, yada, yada, whatever. But then, like, when the speech is over, everyone applauds. Then he just starts staying the exact same thing over again, and it just goes straight to commercial. He's like, like where are you going to show something? We're, no? No? Okay. Well, yeah. And then he started repeating himself, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of weird parts of that. It was good, but, man... Can you imagine a modern Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood? Oh my god, that'd be so funny. <laughs> this is how we open the door in our neighborhoods, kid. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Joe Dirt 2. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to be <laughs> going out for it. I just found it uh, crazy there was one being made. So I actually like the first. Yeah, the first I one like was it. really good. Oh, yeah. Poor dog with his balls frozen to the porch. Oh, my God. Charlie. What's his name, Charlie? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. What's what's this, uh, Jack, you have about a Comic-Con box? Well, you know, Loot Crate, Nerd Box, what are all those? Mm -hmm. Comic-Con's doing their own. Mm, What, like Uh, Wizard World or? No, Comic-Con. Yeah, Wizard World. Uh, the Comic-Con box is priced at twenty nine ninety nine per month, so it's a lot Blech. more expensive than the other ones. Those are all... Isn't that what Loot Crate runs? No, nah, 20 bucks a month. Really? I thought yeah, it was yeah. 30 Mm-mm. It's actually like fourteen ninety nine, but yeah. then shipping bumps it up to 20 Huh, that I didn't know. Uh, the Comic-Con box will include items such as eclu- exclusive collectibles, toys, technology, games, licensed artwork, comics, apparel, Wizard World Comic-Con tickets... I don't know if that would just be some random schmo gets that. Probably just like whatever uh, con falls nearest to you. you get That's what I was thinking. Yeah, VIP ticket, VIP discounts, and more. There will also be surprise mystery items in select boxes, such as signed items from celebrities. Oh. Hmm. That might be worth signing up for. Yep. Just started. First shipment went out on April 30th. Really? So, probably right now, get into the uh, May one. I may just sign up for Loot Crate. I didn't know that was only 20 bucks. I thought that was 30 too. Mm-mm. They, they might, maybe they'll have, like, because Loot Crate, you can do one month, three months. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a six-month one. I think there is, and then there's a year. Yeah. But Comic-Con Box, I'm not sure if they they do that, if it's just a, a monthly. But go to ComicConBox.com to get in on it. All right. Well, very cool. Anything else on that? Oh yeah, it's uh, there's no contract commitment apparently. Whatever that means. I mean, so you're not like tied into a subscription like you can quit that's, whenever. You yeah, want. that's what it seems like. Because I know Loot Crate, it, it's a reoccurring. It'll rebuild every thirty days. So hmm. Maybe this one is you can just get one. Right. Well, that's pretty cool. Check it out. I'm anxious to see what those first few packages have. Yeah. Watch a YouTube video of someone unpacking it. There's got to be. I'd imagine by now there's somebody with a video out there now. If, we'll, if not, they have an unboxing of their own, maybe. We'll check it out. Yep. Sweet. All right, anything else? That's it. Nope. All right, well, let's just turn our full attention over to Jenny Wood and talk about Flutter Volume 2. Thanks for being with us again, Jenny. I feel like we're boring the heck out of you this time around. Not 
Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Thanks for having me, and thank you uh, for the, all the, the support uh, of the Flutter Kickstarter. Oh, no problem. It means so much that uh, you guys are, you know, supporters of it, backers, and spreading the word. And yeah, no problem. It's a good book. We wouldn't do it if we didn't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, for our listeners who didn't hear you the first time around the episode, can you give kind of like a, a brief overview of what uh, Flutter is? Yeah, Flutter is about a girl who shapeshifts into a boy to get her dream girl, and then the chaos that comes from pretending to be someone when she's not. Through the course of the series, she learns that uh, being a guy comes with its own set of difficulties, and that there are consequences running around pretending to be someone else. Flutter uh, Volume 1 we put out um, about two years ago now, and uh, we're putting out the Volume 2 this summer. Uh, we're working really hard to get it done in time for San Diego Comic-Con, and then also do an East Coast debut at Boston Comic-Con. And we're doing this um, Kickstarter. I, the artist on Flutter is Jeff McComsey, and his other major project, or his major baby project, the, the one that he he's the mastermind of, is FUBAR, and I mentioned that earlier on the show, and FUBAR is um, Zombies Meets History, and he's had a lot of success on Kickstarter with his FUBAR anthologies. He, he'd been um, really encouraging me to do a Kickstarter for the last uh, several months for Flutter, just as a way to, to put it out there in a different platform, and, and then as the release of volume two came up. I'm like, this is a good time to do it. And the, the main reason we're doing a Kickstarter is we have a great uh, small indie press that does, that, that publishes Flutter 215 Inc. Um, but because Flutter volume one and two are these full color, 100 plus page graphic novels, 215 Inc. doesn't have the resources to print enough copies to distribute them through Diamond and get them into comic shops across the country. So the Kickstarter is simply uh, to get enough funds so we can get enough copies of Flutter Volume 1 and 2 printed so we can get them into comic shops. And that's what all the money from the Kickstarter is going to go to. Very nice. Now, you've you got some uh, pretty neat prizes on your Kickstarter as well, right? Yeah. Jeff's got a lot of uh, original art. He's got some custom art rewards. Uh, we've got uh, all of our different books. Uh, Jeff's graphic novel, Mother Russia, which evolved from an early FUBAR story, is, a, is one reward. My young adult novel that I released last fall through 215 Inc. is another reward. Um, I The class that I teach at Grub Street, which is a graphic novel comic writing class, a lot of people have told me, oh, I wish I was in Boston to take it. And so I'm offering a kind of one-on-one private version of it uh, through the Kickstarter where we'll do like an hour Skype and we'll talk about uh, everything I talk about in the class. Well, it sounds like you got like a ton of uh, cool things for all your backers out there. And as we said earlier, you have already hit your goal, but there's no reason for people to not get on there and uh, hit, you know, Keep donating, hit stretch goals, and uh, yeah, seriously, yeah, why not? Now you recently just had this project at uh, what was it, E E two C two E two C two E two, yes, is that right? Yes. How was yeah, that? Yeah, that was great. It was my first time at C two E two exhibiting Flutter, um, and it was it felt 
It was really special because that's where I went to school and it was nice to go back there. I did a couple panels, one on um, killing female stereotypes in comics and the other one uh, for Geeks Out to just LGBTQ diversity in comics. And the panels were great. Um, a ton of people showed up, up for them. I ended up selling out of both books, Flutter Volume 1 and uh, the young adult novel, A Boy Like Me, which is always great because nice. you sell out early it was uh early enough on sunday like around three that then i could walk around and really enjoy the last couple hours of the convention yeah i'd love to go to that this sounds like it'd yeah. be amazing so what can uh i don't know how much you can say if anything but what can we expect out of volume two of flutter volume two of flutter well lily our protect our shape-shifting protagonist grows up and uh well, she's kind of forced to grow up she's on the run and she realizes I'm being general here. I don't want to give out any spoilers. So. <laughs> I'm asking too much, maybe. I'm sorry. People who are, uh, who are dying, you know, to find out. But um, she uh, she basically has to stop running from who she really is. And, and uh, she has to deal with the consequences of, of pretending to be a guy. Um, because, you know, that's kind of a just a crappy thing to do to a girl or right. to, you know, to multiple people. It's, it's, you know, pretend to be a guy. So she has to um, to grow up. It's a darker story. Um, I, you know, and because it's darker, it's probably, it's probably why I like it more than Volume One. Um, but you know, I should because it's the, the last thing I wrote. You always want to, um, you know, feel good about the the most current thing that you're doing. Right, like top the last work you did. Exactly. I don't know if I asked you this last time you're on the show or not, but how far do you see the Flutter series going? Um, I I try not to think too much beyond the the volume that I'm working on now. Each volume, I try to I, I give it a, a full story arc and character arc, so the reader has that you know complete reading experience, and they don't feel like ah, what's you know what's going to happen. I don't wrap up everything in a tight little bow because I want to leave room for it to continue. I've always seen it um, as as a trilogy. I think that we think in trilogies, right? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. On Star Wars and uh, trilogies typically can be really amazing things. Um, but beyond that, I haven't, um, I haven't thought about it. Uh, I want to try and focus on this volume two. And once we get that out there and I've gotten some distance, I'll, I'll return and play around with the volume three. I see. So you, you don't have like the whole story already laid out. You're just kind of uh, making it as it comes along. I have, uh, you know, an end place in mind for a volume three. Um, but I wanted to to do volume two in a way that if Jeff and I decided, you know, we, we've, we've had enough or, or we need to take a break from it and couldn't get back to it for a while, that um, I could be okay with it out there. Because the volume one, I, you know, I, I kept wanting to... Uh, to get to, to get to the story of volume two and get to where Lily really comes to terms with who she is and, and, and uh, you know, steps up and, and uh, takes responsibility. So I've been itching to get this volume out there. But yeah, I have an idea in mind. I mean, I think that that's, that's you know, hopefully when you're working on a, any type of series or serial, you have an idea, kind of an end game where you want to go. So you're not just meandering along. Right. Well, are you going to be like uh, going to any other cons with Flutter in the near future? Uh, I will. Yeah. Like uh, San Diego, Boston, I'm planning on going to Baltimore for the first time this year. Wow. And uh, New York Comic Con, definitely. 
Oh, man. I want to go so bad to New York Comic Con. I've yeah, never been. Here. I want to go to San Diego, but that sounds like that's uh, bordering impossible really? anymore <laughs> with uh, how quickly they sell out and uh, how much tickets tend to be. Any of those East Coast ones I'd like to go to. Yeah. Any of them except for outside of Ohio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really yep. would suffice at this point. <laughs> but uh, New York would be cool to go to. I just love New York City in general. But uh, very cool. So your Kickstarter, like we already said, uh, is funded, but it's not too late to get on there, make a donation. Uh, right, exactly. We've got the stretch goal for 10000 which uh, um, you know will add a, another story to the FUBAR Mini that every backer gets, and it's a collection of all my FUBAR stories. We'll add a new one if we get to 10000 We've also got fun T-shirts and, and you know a lot of different kinds of rewards for people. So it's definitely not too late. It ends on May 12th, so next Tuesday. Okay, so we'll have a little bit of time by this airs. The, the, the critical part where... It all floods in at the end of the last couple days. Right. Right. <laughs> it will happen. Well, Jenny, we're well, going to... thank you so much. Thank you for, again, all that, uh, all your support with uh, Flutter and, and this Kickstarter. It means the world to us. No problem. It's, it's a good book. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to read the next one. Yeah. Thank you. And I really hope we end up uh, running into you at one of these cons yeah. someday. It's... We've only, what, we met maybe one or two people we've had on the show, but the numbers are growing, so mm-hmm. the odds of running into people are yeah. uh, greater and greater every year. <laughs> so I hope you're one of them, Jenny. It'd be awesome to catch up with you. Yeah, it would be great to meet you guys in person. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being with us, Jenny, and we'll put all those links up on the website for you. Jack, Thank you. what else we have on the website? Show recaps, photos, trailers, and videos. Candair comic book store, movie store, and game store. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter <laughs> at can underscore air and on Instagram at Candair Pod, right? Don't forget Facebook. And Facebook, yes, yes. I'm going to be putting some pictures of stuff we talked about today, like the Golden Girls, for instance, <laughs> uh, like I said, on Instagram and Twitter. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Also, next week, tune in. We have a very special guest next week. I'm super excited about oh, yeah. uh, David J. Fielding, who played Zordon in the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, is going to be joining us next week. So. Meet me, meet me, meet me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping for some voice clips. <laughs> Rangers, it's time for the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's going to be amazing. Here's hoping. All right, but until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Jeff Holcomb. I'm Jenny Wood. We'll see you later. Okay, so I've been having an affair of sorts with Greek non-fat yogurt loaded with protein, 0% fat, the thick, creamy texture. I was in trouble. Look, I'm in a committed relationship with Activia, and I've been happy. And so is my digestive system. Now, I'm even happier since Activia... Man, that was another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get the scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Candair game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!
<laughs> That's for babies, Jeff. Um, the show's about comics. <laughs> I just diaper up my uh, drink here. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.